What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday and Tasty Loot Gaming. As you can tell, I'm not in the studio. We just got back uh, and it's been kind of run and gun since we got back from Vegas. Uh, just so you know, we went down there over the weekend real quick. Chevy's fiance had a uh, fucking business thing going on down there and we went along with. Um, and we came back so there's no taste cast. Almost wasn't a Tasty Tuesday. I'm doing this real impromptu why i'm doing it like this uh using my stream setup so you guys understand um gonna cover three topics um and uh yeah got a vlog coming out soon though so make sure to stay tuned for that just a bunch of random shit we did while we're down there but like i said we were like in and out real fast so but that's why the schedule's all fucked up and that's why i'm in my room talking to you like this Quick reminders, to play Wipeout Omega Collection and Sniper Elite 4, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make, make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month of Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. And our game of the month is Ori in the Blind Forest. Randomly picked, make sure to play that as well. Or if you played in the past, come back at the end of the month for Game of the Month and talk about that with us. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. Alright, so, um, like I said... Things are a little uh, all over the place right now. I uh, haven't really had a whole lot of time to chill, got back, went straight to fucking work, came back, slept, I'm awake now, trying to give you guys some content for this week. More content coming soon. Um, I don't think we have any more like weekend fucking flights uh, planned anytime soon, so I don't think that will be a thing again. Um, Alright, so uh, I pulled three things I wanted to talk about real quick. Let's switch over. Again, this is my stream format, which I promise I'm going to be doing streams here soon. i got a couple planned already, hopefully this week. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't want to say hopefully. I'm pretty sure I'm doing them. Um, yeah, so three things I want to talk about. Let's talk about them. So the first thing I thought was kind of interesting um, is Phil Spencer was recently talking about cloud gaming and essentially saying that's in it's inevitable but he wants people to know that uh, Microsoft at least um, and him uh, don't want you to feel like they're telling you what the future is and what you're gonna buy they want you to feel like you have some say in that so when asked about this recently we're gonna go into his quote which says uh, it's one of the directions the industry is headed to me it's about what you as a gamer want to do I'm not trying to tell you uh, that owning a box that plays video games is a bad thing or that somehow that's not needed Spencer continued I think that the cloud is inevitably a part of gaming um, isn't is absolutely true but we have more compute devices around us than we've ever had whether it's your phone, a Surface Hub, or an Xbox, because those are the other ones. Um, very, I like, I like his wording. Um, the world where compute devices are gone, it's all coming from the cloud, just isn't the world that we live in today. Which is actually a really good point. I've never even thought about that. We do, even though everybody talks about we're moving away from devices, we are using more devices than ever before. Um, now we just got to get them all into one device. I think that that will be where we're heading um sooner than just nothing uh where was i at uh physical devices are still very much part of the equation when it comes to cloud gaming but xbox itself isn't making a new device specifically for it last year we talked about x cloud and then we said we were working on new game consoles but that's all i've said spencer clarified uh we didn't say that a streaming console was in the works 
Um, I think maybe some people thought that that was the discless one that we just shipped. We're not working on a streaming only console right now. We're looking at the phone in your pocket as the destination for you to stream and the console that we have allows you to play the games locally. If you bought a big gaming PC and you like playing games there, I want to respect that and meet you where you are bring and bring the content and services that you want to that device. If you want to buy an Xbox, if you want to play Minecraft on PlayStation, I want to make sure that comes to you there. One of the chief concerns concerns that has always surrounded cloud gaming is lag, specifically how fast your controller inputs will translate in action. This is all this all known. Um, but let's see. Yeah, but Spencer recognizes that people are worried about lag, essentially, and makes no bones about those concerns, saying, I don't think anybody should tell you that there's no lag. Going back to our transparency, there's a truth that I think is always important for us to talk about with our customers. In xCloud, we are building a convenience capability to allow you to take your Xbox experience with you, meaning that's why we focus on the phone, and the experience is not... Uh, let's see... So we're building convenience capability, blah, 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 experience with you, meaning that's why we focus on the phone and the experience is not the same as running the games on an Xbox One X. I'm not going to say that it's uh, a K120 hertz thing. That's not what we're doing. We're going to bring convenience and choice to you on your phone. You can jump in a party. We can voice chat. Everything works the same as it does when I'm sitting in my or with my console from a community and content perspective, but you're running it... Uh, from a cloud, which is going to feel different. Uh, we talk about Project X Cloud, and we use words like trials, not because we don't believe in our tech or our, our tech is as good as anybody's tech out there. And the team is doing really amazing work, but this is about the reality of time and choice for our customers. So um, they go on a bit, but pretty much what you get out of this is uh, Phil Spencer's being very transparent about um, essentially the future of of gaming and streaming um and very much like phil spencer i've always liked phil spencer a lot i think he's a he seems like a good dude especially in a world full of fucking shitty corporate people um which he might be i don't know but uh he, he sells the i'm just a gamer like you guys thing pretty well um you know, just coming out and saying, you know, lag, lag absolutely is a thing. And uh, I'm sure, you know, they're going to be working on that. But, you know, he's saying the experience isn't going to be exactly the same. But um, they're working on it. They're working on it in trials. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that because um, a lot of these guys try and push that this is going to be, like, the exact same thing. You're going to be getting the exact same experience. And, it, you know, most people who understand, uh, you know, that the whole having to connect to service thing. And the latency that comes with that, um, they know the people who say that are full of shit. So, um, one thing I really appreciate here, though, and this is the reason I even want to talk about this, because we talk about this a lot on the channel, and one of the biggest things about that is, like, the the, the push of the um, companies trying to dictate the market, and something that I always say is the market dictates itself. I mean, like, look at books. Um, you know, they made a push in the 2000s, later 2000s, uh, to, to go to digital, and paper books are still around like most people i know prefer to read like a book um vinyls made a comeback if you look at uh sales of vinyl it's only gone up since like 2008 
um, every year. It goes up and up and up. So vinyls made a comeback. Um, people like physical things, and not to say that digital, um, you know, isn't king for sure. But uh, people people like physical stuff. So um, I'm glad that he's you know talking to us like you know we're not telling you how you should have to play. He's just saying that it makes sense that eventually. Uh, streaming your games is going to be the future um, and that's something that will happen organic and not that Microsoft will push that on you um, and I think it's realistic, I think it's smart and I think it's uh, comforting that uh, the dude who's trying to get my money is telling me that he's going to offer me stuff and I'm going to choose to buy what I want and he's going to offer me every avenue possible to make that um, experience better and I like that because there's a lot of really shady people out there, uh, you know, working in this in well, I guess every industry, but this industry. So uh, EA, and um, it's just nice to see somebody who's realistic about that. I'm also really excited to see about you know the future of, of streaming. I'll be curious about it. And I think there is a uh, supplementary aspect to it that I think is really enticing. So like uh, you know, I do like the idea of playing on a box in my house. Um, Owning physical stuff, although I'm I'm I own more digital games than I own physical games nowadays. But um, but I do buy physical every once in a while, especially if it's like a game I want to display. But I think it's cool the idea that like you know just like a switch or whatever. If I'm playing a game here and I gotta go and I want to play it somewhere else, that I'd be able to you know stream it on my phone. Um, you know that that is something I think is a really smart route to uh, start with and then move into moving people over that if they want that so you know full time i guess um so yeah all in all pretty cool uh nothing new as in news but uh just really like phil spencer being transparent about this and uh definitely being a good businessman and understanding that you want to sell people what they want and you don't tell them what they want um and don't get mad at them when they say they don't want it, because that's a very popular thing right now um, in entertainment. So, uh, yeah, let me know in the comments. We think about the future of gaming. We think about streaming. Are you ready to jump ship and go to streaming? Are you not? Do you buy physical? Do you buy digital? What do you prefer? And um, what do you think the transition into streaming is going to be like? Do you think it's going to take a while? Do you think people are not going to be interested in it? Do you think it's going to be an overnight thing? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Second bit of news, a little bit of cyberpunk news via exclusively games. I never use these guys, uh, and I should. Um, yeah, so real quick, they are talking about how Cyberpunk 2077 will not avoid difficult subjects and intends to tell an adult story. Another thing I find interesting in modern times because, like I said before, people are typically trying to tell you what you should be buying and why you should be buying it. And if you don't want to buy it, there's a bunch of reasons they'll tell you you're not buying it for that reason and blah, blah, blah. We also are living in a time where people don't want to tell certain stories because they're afraid of... Um, you know, how they're going to be perceived and the reaction of uh, uh, customers. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump into this. I'm not used to exclusively games format, so, I mean, you guys see what I see. So, it says multiple sci-fi aesthetics combined to create... Th these are just highlights of, of what they talk about, so we'll just go through it. Um, so, there's a video posted here. Uh, I believe it's in Polish. I know we got some Polish 
people who follow the channel. So uh, if there's something in this video that you want to let me know, they said, uh, let me know in the comments. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, the writer here says, but Jack, I don't speak Polish. How will I ever understand what the interview says? Uh, well, thanks to the efforts of Redditor, the Neon Arcade, we have a summary of the new information down below. So we got new information on Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, it says the interview itself is between Polsky Radio and the lead quest designer of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Pawel Sasko, Sasko, Pavel, Pavel. Oh, it's probably Pavel, Pavel, Pavel. I don't know, Pavel. Uh, Sasko sheds some light on the mature themes. Wouldn't it be light? Shed some light on the mature themes of Cyberpunk 2077 and how it will not shy away from the con contentious topics. Contrary to many games in today's climate, check out the full summary below. So, uh, things they go over in this interview is uh, there's four styles they have presented after E3. Uh, entropism, entropism uh, quiche, neo-militarism, and... Neo quiche, which will influence how Night City looks like in general, not only affecting the clothing, but also the architecture of different parts of the city. Not sure what that has to do with them, you know, dealing with difficult subjects, but it is cool that they got four styles um, that influence everything. Um, again, that just kind of goes into the amount of detail that they're putting into this game. Uh, CD Projekt Red is a very dedicated company that really just works their ass off and goes the extra mile uh when in terms of like detail and um just making a really fleshed out experience so it's cool to hear uh their goal is to tell a movie-like story for adult audience uh touching subjects that we face in our times he specifies that their games are not toys and are not for children thank you I appreciate the sentiment when you're making a mature game. Uh, he says, in today's climate, we try to avoid difficult subjects, but they will not shy away from these. In fact, he says the game is loaded with them. Thank you. I'm so sick of everything being so fucking, like, sterilized. Um, yeah, so uh, they want people to think for themselves and will be up to us to decide what our morality is. He then continues, the game will allow you to look at things from different perspectives, so knowing them, it will rarely be a black and white situation we find ourselves in. The goal is to keep the player on the edge of his seat by telling a breathtaking story. See, this this is awesome sounding, it's amazing sounding, especially for games nowadays, it's, it's great to hear. I know that, oddly enough, not comparing the two, uh, but the new Call of Duty is going for a more mature, gritty tone, and I know a lot of people are really excited for it. You've been seeing uh, games journalism uh, really trying to, like, character assassinate that game, though, because they don't like that they're going for um, a darker tone, mature tone that has some, um, um, I don't know, things that, that, that go against, I don't know, greater morality. Um, some of the things I've heard described in the game people are complaining about and I want to see those darker elements and you know that's another game that's doing it but like nowadays hearing this kind of thing it's good to hear but it's not it's not really surprising coming from CD Projekt Red I mean like if there's anybody who would I expect to just go like mature and and keep things um just real and 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 give you those um moral decisions to make and be CD Projekt Red. So I'm glad to see that they're just maintaining what I would expect from them. Very cool to hear in his words that that's what they're going for. 
Um, so I'm very excited for that. With a game like this, I'm, it's all about choices. I want that deep experience, and I want to have situations where I have to, you know, really have that moral dilemma of, you know, what should I do here? What will I do here? Um, and have different things push me in different directions to, to make that decision. So very exciting. And, uh, you know, not every game needs to be super dark and mature and um, have, uh, you know, moral questions. But um, we're living in a time where there's not really a whole lot of that at all. So um, it's very exciting to hear them say that. Uh, next thing is V's main goal is to break free from NC shackles and find himself a better life. And finding the immor immortality chip is closely connected to this goal. Uh, which makes Johnny the key to the main plot and your relationship with him uh, that you will build over time will shape the game's ending. His precise words, I translated everything so that there won't be any additional meanings created or lost in the translation, everything as he said. So I think that's verbatim from the Reddit post because that seemed kind of uh, odd. Anyway, that whole, the whole article is kind of fucking weird. But, um... But yeah, so we got a little bit shed on uh, V's main goal in the story and uh, kind of how um, Johnny will play a part in that, which is very cool. Um, you know, a game like this, they've already said, you know, you're not playing like the chosen one, the hero who's going to save the world from, you know, the corruption of, of this dystopian future, but you are going to be playing a story within that world. And I, that's really cool because that just kind of keeps it open uh, for you to craft your own story, which I really dig. And all these key elements, maybe the bigger characters that you're not playing as, um, will maybe carry on into a potential sequel, which will be kind of cool. Maybe the, the, the city itself uh, will be the actual uh, main character as you progress this game and possibly play another game um, later. And things that happen in this game go over to that game, which would be very fucking cool. Maybe make a new character then, or play your same character, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. But, um... But, yeah, so so to hear the the story, you know, I don't know much about it, but, um... It, it still sounds kind of, like, open-ended like that. Like, you know, there, there's, there's elements to what's gonna happen in this game, but there is no, like, um... big action, you know, movie storyline. Um, although they are making a cinematic... Um, experience which is very cool very excited for this um overall though uh this didn't really tell me a whole lot of new stuff but it just confirmed a lot of things first off cd project red is keeping it mature they're uh aware that uh people um are sensitive to certain subjects and they are going to um not shy away from those which is so appreciated they got the different um influences that are going to make up Night City, which is very cool to hear. And then we got a little bit about the story, which sounds very cool. Still very vague. I want you to keep it vague because I don't want to know shit about this game until I play it. All in all, very excited for this. Um, let me know in the comments what do you think about this info, if you want to call it that. And if you watched this interview and you speak Polish, uh, let me know if there's anything in there that was worth uh, mentioning or talking about in the comments below. And yeah. Let me know what you think about when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. You guys fucking excited? I am so fucking excited. Last thing I'm going to be doing is uh, watching Sean Murray talk about No Man's Sky Beyond, um, which uh, is the newest update 
for No Man's Sky and kind of part of the redemption arc that is No Man's Sky. Now, of course, everybody knows that No Man's Sky came out to, um, I would say, mixed reviews, although I think I'm being too nice. Um, and uh, since then, they went quiet. They've been working on the game. They've been trying to make it better, and I think a lot of people would make a good case that they have made it better. But uh, I know a lot of people who... Um, still are not ready to hop back on the No Man's Sky train. Uh, so with that, uh, we have the Beyond update um, that he's going to be detailing here that is adding a bunch of new stuff um, to the game and hoping will bring back uh, players, hopefully me. Um, because I saw potential in the game, but uh, nothing to keep me in it. So uh, let's just jump into this. We took these three updates which themselves had gotten quite big and put them together and that became beyond one of the first things that we announced was virtual reality so this is one one of the things that's really exciting for me in the team and we always felt like you know that was our dessert right I really i'm a big vr advocate I, like, I love vr so yeah, the idea of being able to play this game in vr is fucking amazing our vegetables that we had to get out of the way right because when you're making a game there's always little things that are a bit boring but you know especially if you can play the whole um, game but this vr like, like that's really kind of crazy on doing it for a while um, and a couple of the team had been working on virtual reality and they had said and we had said to ourselves it will just be you know, a reasonably direct port. There's, there's nothing wrong in doing. Well, when we sat down and played it, it started to feel really natural. And probably one of the biggest things with it was it made exploring feel more interesting and it made multiplayer feel more interesting. It would have to be way more immersive. Um, and exploring is such a key part of the game. See, this alone, if, if that I'm going to hop back in. More fun, then the whole game becomes more fun. Uh, so we were really enjoying that we were like right we need to make this bigger we need more time on this more of the team needs to work on it and more of the team wanted to work on it because they were excited about it and we started adding support for psvr which is a huge undertaking and a huge challenge uh oculus index um vive kind of supporting all the major headsets and then all the major controllers and things like that as well I haven't heard anything on the index. I need to look into it. I have a Vive, but it's not nice hooked up. When you sit into the ship, you actually hold a your hand. You actually hold a throttle. And then once we had done that, it felt really good. It's almost like, you know, when you start cleaning a little bit of a wall and then you realize how dirty the whole rest of the wall is, you're like, oh, we've got to, now we've done that, we've got to make this work better and this work better. So No Man's Sky has a lot of different control schemes. It's got, you know, vehicles, it's got ships, it's got, uh, you know, submarine, it's got a terrain manipulator, base building, planetary traversal, all of these kind of things. And we went back through each one of them and basically remade them from the ground up to work in VR, uh, which was a really fun challenge. It was really fun to do. And we learned a lot doing it. It's really and ambitious that they even did that. It feels quite natural in VR. We had already added multiplayer to the game, which was a neat thing. Um, but generally, people play in kind of four-player groups, right? Um, join a lobby together, play as friends together. And generally, you know, it, it represented maybe 10 to 20% of what people did in the game, right? 
which is good, it's fine, but we knew that people who played in multiplayer just had way more fun, right? There's something really nice about exploring together. That's what people thought they were gonna get. Um, and we knew these moments were really cool. So we started thinking about a much more expanded online experience. So that was one of the other strands that we were working on, which is another part of Beyond. Um, so we've started to make it, uh, I don't want to say massively multiplayer, because that has loads of other connotations. Yeah, he needs to be very careful the way he says this. A lot of players online, right? We started to have uh, much higher player numbers. Um, we started to make it so that everyone is online. What that means is if you go to a planet and somebody is already there, then you will see them, right? Very cool. If you go to a space station and someone's already there, you'll see them. Uh, and we added a social space to kind of bring everyone together. A bit like if people have played Destiny, a bit like Tower, right? Where whenever you go there, there are people there. There's a hub, right? We upped the player count to 32 players, depending on platform. Um, you'll see 32 players in the Nexus, which is our social space. Um, and you can also see them in the wild as you go and play the game. What the fuck? It's really cool and really changes the game. And it's absolutely crazy to see, you know, in amongst that, VR players, right? Just wandering around in their headset, waving to you because they've got control over their hands or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we have this social space now, which really kind of impacts all yeah i'll definitely be hopping back into this it sounds really fucking cool already upgrading your ship or you've been upgrading your suit or whatever and no one could really see that you're just sort of doing it for yourself it's suddenly so much more engaging when you're working although i'm going to be curious what the vr looks like when you're when playing you or when you see other people playing it because it, from your perspective you're seeing your floating hands you go to the from theirs the though are you also just kind of floating hands or will it have some weird kind of connection with your arms or something Shops, lots of ways to upgrade your character. And this your almost looks like Destiny, kind of. All there, um, which is really kind of neat part of the game. It brings together a load of parts that felt a little bit disparate into more of a whole. Right? If you were a returning player as well, it's great to just kind of come in there and you have, you know, a, a, almost a, a quick restart of where you were. So there's a multiplayer mission board. You go up to it in that social space when you do. Any of the players around you get a message. You know, Sean is starting a mission, so you can go and join that mission. Then you're in a fire team together. This is a completely and different game. Everyone who goes to the Nexus kind of goes in without any loading time. It's just something that they summon in. They fly in really? and land, and they can see other players who are there at the same time, right? Um, so you just start to kind of randomly group up with players, start doing a mission together. Missions are things like, um, you know, bounty hunting or, uh, you know, it's No Man's Sky, so it's things like archaeological missions, digging up bones or taking photos or whatever, right? Uh, and sometimes it's things like base building. What we find is people are given a little base to build. There's like four of them. They join up into kind of a group or a fire team and they fly down to the planet and they have to start building a base you know, these three things in it. Uh, and they start building a base together and they've never met each other before in their life. And then suddenly they basically built a little home and they stay together in their group and they start playing together and they keep expanding their base. So that's, that's what hmm. we want to do is take some of the best moments of No Man's Sky before of people randomly meeting each other. Yeah, it sounds like they're really pushing together, the community aspect. Um, and bringing them together.
And it also really helps bring out that multiplayer aspect because now you don't need three other friends who own the game, right? You can just meet random people easily at any time, just summon in that Nexus, fly in and start playing with them. That's smart. And then there's this kind of third pillar of the game, which, you know, we told people about virtual reality and we told people about, um, you know, online early on. Uh, we thought we were doing really well because we told people way more than we normally do before release. Normally we don't say anything until the game's about to come out um, or until an update's about to come out. So we were like, the community will be fine. Um, we'll just tell them that there's three things and here's two of them. Um, and that will be way more than we've ever told them. That will be cool. Uh, but of course, they completely fixated on what the third thing was. Right? It's been really interesting to watch uh, for us because everyone has something different that they want that third thing to be. And I think that's really reflective of our community as a whole, that they are all playing the game in different ways. Some people do base building, some people do farming, some people are all about exploring, right? Um, and they often can't even understand each other. They're like, you, what? You, you spend all of your time doing missions? Who are you, you know? Uh, it's really fun to watch. Uh, but it's really interesting as a developer, as a designer, that there's so many different ways to play the game and that you're trying to pick things that they would really enjoy you know, and would mean something to them or resonate. Um, and that third strand that we've been working on is actually to try and do that, right? Luckily, because <laughs> if it was one feature, I don't think it would keep, you know, it would manage to satisfy people because they play it in so many different ways. Luckily, what we've been doing is a lot of features, right? And it is really large amount. This is our kind of largest update to date. Next was quite large. When people see I remember when he first started talking about this game, he was really like happy and smiley and shit, and he's still smiling a lot, but he seems so fucking like careful about everything that he's saying, because I'm sure he went through a lot. Uh, you know, kind of I'm surprised he's still right fucking smiling about shit. Plants and things like that. Now you will be able to he almost looks nervous. It's funny to watch. That's awesome. Uh, build, I fucking like, love that. Milking machines and tame and milk creatures. You can. I don't know if you're talking about milking machines, but. You can also but... build much more expanded bases, more than you've ever been able to do before. Very cool. Um, bases that have much more creativity, so you can have uh, electricity in them. You can have logic, so you can build little mini computers, or you can build your own little mad version of Rocket League or something like that. Where you saw this footage? You can play in all these things multiplayer. And because we've expanded base IGN, building, amateurs, man. actually a really cool thing is amateurs. that from the social space, from the Nexus, you can share those things in the Nexus. And we will feature certain bases and stuff. So people can go to the Nexus and just see not just your ship and your loadout and how you look, but they can also see the base you've built, which is really cool. That really makes you want to make that better. Um, more things we've done to make base building deeper. We've added kind of industrial building parts. So people can build miners and extractors and batteries and solar panels Damn. and things like that. There are a lot of shit. Way to play the game. Um, it's basically just a huge raft of features. There's a new galactic map, a new discovery page. Um, for people who like exploring, there's a new alien word system. Um, you can meet aliens now, NPCs kind of walking around on planets. You can meet them walking around on space stations. They I was reading through the, uh, the so patch notes or whatever. And uh, hours before we want it to feel one of them, they said it was like cooler looking aliens. You know, that so I'm curious on uh, 
bring as what many that's going to be like. Back together as one kind of Although I don't know if they're talking about the NPCs now, or if they're talking about, well, I guess they're talking about like the NPCs as well, but like, um, the, uh, the, the random encounter, or the random, like, monsters and shit you find on planets. Because I know a lot of people make fun of, uh, some of the random designs. Together so many updates from the last three years into one hole that we will continue to update from there, but it's a really important milestone for us. As far as they didn't, I don't, shut up. Um, I'm really surprised they didn't think, I mean, Beyond sounds a lot cooler, but um, as far as they didn't just call it like fucking No Man's Sky 2.0 to kind of like reset things. Um, yeah, so overall, um, I'm actually really excited for this. Um, I am one of the people who played it and was disappointed and I stopped playing it and I revisited it like two times and each time I, I just didn't, it didn't jive with me. So, um. You know, I think this is probably the time to come back. Is this foot missing? Um, anyway, um, the the features they're adding, uh, there's a lot of them. Um, the the new uh, building aspects is really exciting for me because I love building in these kind of games. Um, the community aspects is really important for the game itself because it is an online game. It always has been technically. Um, and now it's a multiplayer online game. Um, and I think that's really important because that's going to keep people playing together and that'll keep the game alive, keep people in there so they can keep supporting it and, and maintain that. Um, very important. Plus it just sounds more fun. Um, the VR is huge for me. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big VR guy. I love VR. So, uh, anytime I play anything VR, I enjoy it typically. And, uh, being able to explore an immersive universe of planets, um, in VR is is insane, um, so that is a huge sell for me. Uh, I'm very excited for that as well. Uh, you know, riding animals that's awesome. Um, milking animals is interesting, um, and uh, I like the idea of the hub. I like that there's going to be a central area for you to communicate with other people and uh, kind of get a like an idea of what you want to do. Um, do group missions, which is very fucking cool to hear. You know, building a house together the way he was talking about it. It's cool. It makes sense. I'm glad it's not just like, go kill this guy, go kill that guy. Um, makes sense for No Man's Sky. Makes sense for having more fun than just, okay, let's go kill fucking this dude and blah, blah, blah. Um, so all in all, uh, you know, there's a lot more of those talked about. But uh, this is going to be huge. This is coming out, I believe, August 14th. So tomorrow. Um, unless this episode gets delayed. I hope not. Um... But uh, I will definitely be checking this out. So let me know in the comments. Are you excited for this? What's your uh, most excited feature? Are you interested in that VR? Do you have this game? Uh, and um, are you going to come back to it? Or are you still playing it? Um, did you like it when it came out? Did you not like it when it came out? And um, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to No Man's Sky. Beyond update. What's your favorite feature that you're ex most excited for? And uh, yeah, are you going to play this? Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch and hopefully YouTube soon. Um, Tasty Senpai, all one word, on Twitch. Follow me, and uh, I will be doing streams here soon. And I need to play some Ori and the uh, Blind Forest on stream. And um, I'll be doing that. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you want to listen to us. My name is Seth. And until the next episode, which will be a uh, 
vlog that I did while we're in Vegas. So stay tuned for that. It's like fucking almost 40 minutes. So uh, just a bunch of random footage of stuff we did. So uh, if you want to see some uh, behind the scenes just hanging out with us in Vegas, I definitely uh, would suggest checking it out. I'd appreciate it. And uh, yeah, my name's Seth. We got Taste Cast coming up this weekend. Things will go back to normal soon. Until then, uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.